0: Welcome to What It Takes To Be A Woman. welcome back to another episode of what it takes to be a woman my name is madison and today i am joined with my lovely beautiful co-host
1: carly oh no one can (laughs) see (laughs) me
0: um yeah we're testing out like a group skype call today to see if that's gonna be a new good way while we're in quarantine to record but carly is gonna be my new co-host um We have so many topics to talk about in the future and today, and I'm really excited that she is going to be joining me. Woohoo! Thank you very
1: much. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yay! And today we are also joined by two lovely people. Um, If you guys want to introduce yourselves, you can.
2: Hey, I'm Rory. Madison's best friend from high school. I go by he him pronouns and i'm here to give any insights about the lgbt community
3: i'm I'm sophie i am also madison's friend from high school i'm like their little friend because i'm a year younger
0: and i'm here to help out about with that I go by she, her pronouns. Woohoo! Yeah, so today we are going to be talking about the LGBTQIA community. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to do a discussion about some things that are going on this week. Um, we are still in quarantine. I don't know about um, you guys, Sophie and Rory. How long are you guys, Is your stay at home order for? It just got extended
1: to uh, May 8th, I think. May 8th? Yeah, it's like May fourth. May. The whole state of Michigan, or what?
0: No, no, they're in Philadelphia.
1: Oh my we're bad, in Pennsylvania. My, my bad. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Sorry, I guess I could have said that. <laughs> um. Yeah, we're we're they haven't extended it yet, have they, Carly?
1: No, but I thought she was supposed to make an announcement tomorrow about it, but she alluded to it yesterday. So at the very earliest, I think will be May eighth as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think. That. But anyway, so we are still quarantining at our house. Um, Carly, you're still working, aren't you? We're still working.
1: I am. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, But that's okay. On my days off, I am quarantining at my house if I don't have to go get groceries. But something big that has happened, I think is really blown up this week, is these protests that have been going around all across the United States. And it started in beautiful Lansing, Michigan with these stupid people
1: protesting okay. did, so, did you hear now that they're calling them the flu klux clan that oh, is oh clever, <laughs> clever. I know. I
2: like that's great <laughs> i um, like that
0: yeah so <laughs> these protesters are basically protesting the stay-at-home order that ha- you know like the quarantine order that has been you know delegated by the government and they're saying that it is taking away their essential rights and that the doctors and nurses are lying to them and all this stuff specifically the one in lansing actually blocked the entrance to a hospital so nurses doctors and an ambulance with a trauma patient were not able to get to the hospital um which is very um sad and i know that carly shared a video with me this past week That Oh my gosh, Carly, that video, I wanted to cry. Like, when you shared that to me, it broke my heart. They're just screaming at these nurses, telling them that they are traitors and that they're scum and all this other stuff is heartbreaking. But what do you guys, how do you guys feel about this protest and what is going on with the protest?
1: Um... I just I feel like it started in Michigan. Now all these other states are like, oh, they look like they had a good idea. So we're going to do the same. And there's another one today at the governor's house in Michigan as well. And I just think that that's like ridiculous. like people are getting sick. Like, yes, we do have more testing out right now. Mm -hmm. So we're able to test more people and get more people in. And yes, they are being diagnosed with it because we have more people that are coming in for it. Yeah. But like we have a spike in numbers right now and we don't know what we can attribute that to. Like if it is more testing, if it was people going home on Easter or if it was this protest.
0: Yeah. And I did see somewhere that protesters, I agree with this wholeheartedly. I think it was like a nurse or doctor who said that protesters who are protesting the stay at home order should automatically sign a Uh, waiver that waives your rights to get treated if you get the virus because you don't agree with the um, rules that are in place that are there to keep you safe. You know, um, going out in public is something like this thing, just if you have it and you're staying at home and you're going to the grocery store for essentials, if you get it, you, they said that on average are spreading it to 40 people at least, you know, just by even if you're staying at home and just going to the grocery store for essentials, you know what I mean, so...
2: Anyway, but, Rory, what were you going to say about it? Um, I was actually going to say that there actually was a protest, I want to say, in Harrisburg. uh, I want to say the other day, that was about maybe 2,000 people. And that's definitely going to be a big um, influx of patients because, as you know, my mom works in the hospital. Yeah. So she is really against it because she knows like that they're probably going to be coming to her hospital because they're probably coming from all around the state to protest it and they just don't realize that they're putting so many more people in danger yeah like they're putting their family their friends they're putting their pets even at stake Mm -hmm. in this and it's just kind of heartbreaking because like I'm doing everything I can like I've been staying at home I am currently unemployed because my job my new job that I was supposed to start in March got canceled Yeah, because he hasn't been able to open up his dry cleaners. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm currently very upset about this because I would like to go back to work. I would like to start being more productive with my life because I feel like I'm stuck in a rut. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like people need to realize there's more to the world than just them. Like it's affecting everybody across the world, across the United States friends and families and it's kind of disheartening to see that i understand that it's against our rights but it's also protecting everybody yeah yeah absolutely and it's it's just a big thing where like we just we might not always agree with our government and what they do but at this point in time we need to listen to them because they have the right ideas on or some right ideas on what we need to do to improve the situation.
0: Yeah, and I think that something that um, people also don't understand is the reason that we're having this stay-at-home order, The it's not like corona is just going to disappear because even if one person has it and we take the stay-at-home order away, everybody could have it again. You know what I mean? That's not the reason why we're doing this stay at home. It's to flatten the curve enough where they have time to figure out a way to stop it, you know, and things like that. And um so people and the thing that also confuses me about it is that these people at these protests are yelling, you know, like Trump twenty twenty. And it's like you're tr- you're bashing the government and contradicting yourself in the same, you know, like sentence. Like you're saying fuck these laws and stuff like that but you're also saying promoting the president who is agreeing with them you know what i mean and that just makes no sense to me you know um yeah so that's yeah
1: that is ridiculous that's absolutely ridiculous and going back to what rory said as well like everyone is like really does want to get back to work my poor girlfriend has been off since the beginning of march she's bored out of her mind she wants to do anything she can to help you know but right now the only thing we can do to help is stay home and yeah. so like Rory I completely understand what you're feeling like the boredom the anxiety the depression even mm-hmm. like everything that we are dealing with this is a traumatic situation and it's to be dealt with as a trauma yeah. as well like we can't see our friends and family right now and that in itself is traumatic for mm-hmm. a lot of people
0: yeah and that's the thing that um frustrates me as well as I see my friends on Um, Snapchat all the time who live with their grandparents or have a new baby at home and they're going out partying with these big groups of people and it's like you're putting yourself and what you want to do and have fun or whatever in front of these very important priorities, you know, and you're contributing to the fact that this is still very much at large and what people need to understand as well is they're like i'm not at risk you know i'm fine it's really not that bad one it is really bad you know like i see it every single day how bad this is when i go to work and yes you are at risk you know how many people in their 20s have died from this you know what i mean and even though you're not at risk somebody who you love could be you know what i mean i think that's the thing that people aren't you know and I think I said think about your parents yeah yeah and I think I said it last week um, that I saw a statistic that said that 25% of people are non-symptomatic or only have one symptom so you could be a carrier and not even know it you know and so you're like I'm fine I'm not sick I'm gonna go see my grandma and my you know and take care of my baby but I went partying last night or whatever it may be you know and it's just people just aren't thinking about the whole thing you know because it is it's hard for everybody right now you know
3: um, on top of that, like in terms of being asymptomatic, and not even that—I mean, like in terms of damage post recovery. Yeah, um, yeah. They've looked at some athletes, and their lung capacity is so. Down because of, crow. like, that's, and, and as someone who's an athlete, like, I don't want to get sick and then not be able to play or not be able to play as well because, mm-hmm. you know, somebody else decided not to follow the order or
0: I went out, you know. So. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, um I can't remember what they're called or I can't pronounce them because I don't want to embarrass myself, but we were talking about it in my EMT class and it kills yeah. off these cells in your lungs that cannot be rejuvenated, so it could kill off, like, completely all of these cells that, um, help you to breathe and help you to be active and things like that. And you will never be able to regenerate them. And that's why so many people who get put on a ventilator, lots of times aren't able to get off or they end up passing away because they have lost too many of those cells. So you're right. You know, so if that's really scary, especially as an athlete or someone who, you know, you don't want to enjoy working out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so it is, it's, it's scary times for everybody, but these protests are just so frustrating. Um, they are really heartbreaking to see and I was talking to Natalie today about it because I went to the grocery store to get groceries and just seeing like people are just I told her I said I've never hated the human race so much until this happened you know like how stupid inconsiderate and um just selfish like this huge group of people can be is just so heartbreaking to me you know um, also I saw a guy walking around with a plastic bag on his head today, which is just it's irrelevant. Like, <laughs> like, it was Rory? You saw Rory. <laughs> I I told my mom and she's like, Does he know he can die? And I said, It's survival of the fittest, Mama like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh
2: yeah. I mean, I'm about to go to Walmart and get one of those big Chewbacca masks that like open <laughs> and like make the noise. Just Every walk time somebody tries Walmart. to me
1: I just go, <laughs> yeah
0: but anyway do you guys have any more you want to say about this or the protest or anything like that before we move on
1: just as the last thing i want to say is like people just need to stay at home Mm -hmm. like if you have ever had a parent that's been sick um you know someone in your life like has cancer like you are putting them at risk even just going to the grocery store like we haven't you know been able to travel to see any family because of this as well and like Everyone just needs to stay home and stay safe. Yeah,
2: I agree. I want to say one more thing. Um, so I'm being in a long-distance relationship is hard enough, and especially during this time, it's so much harder because I was supposed to spend time with my boyfriend, and I know Sophie wants to spend time with her girlfriend, and we can't. Mm-hmm. And it's the most thing because we want to be there for them, but we can't be going outside and stupid things that's making this, and my David, my my boyfriend, his mom is also immune compromised, and mm-hmm. he's an essential worker, so he he's doing everything he can to keep his mom safe, so he's been trying to live at his friend's house for a month now, because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to go home and help spread it to his mom, because he doesn't want to do that to her, yeah. and it's just thing where it, it helps that he comes in contact with less and less people every day as they stay home more. But that's the thing. Every day that goes on, I do feel like more and more people are going out because they're thinking, oh, it's getting better. When not really, we have to wait to hear the okay yeah. to be able to to more or quote unquote normal lives mm-hmm. when this quarantine is more of the government's trying to do more of a phase step where phase one is they do something but phase three might is probably going to be we might still have to social distance and quarantine slightly but it will be lifted a little bit more Mm -hmm. but still the fact we can't we're we don't know when we're going to return to our normal lives again yeah and that's the hardest thing is we're all trying to do our parts and then there are some people that are just oh like the government say that the death rate is like flat like flattening a little bit, but a little bit isn't that significant because we need everybody's help to be able to flatten it entirely. Yes, absolutely.
0: absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, just stay at home, um, stay safe and recognize that you are at risk. It doesn't matter your age. And if you're not at risk, you're putting somebody else at risk. Um So, yeah, stay home. Make sure you're staying clean, washing your hands, and social distancing. But we are going to get into a – oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Support small businesses. Yes. 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 Um, My roommate and I, Todd, (laughs) we ordered – because I order food off DoorDash all the time – we ordered from this little restaurant right down the road from us that we had never gone to. And it was like some of the best food I've ever had, but it is so important in these times, you know, to support those small businesses, you know? So yes, I agree. But we're going to get into another topic now. Um, we're going to be talking about, or going into a little detail on the LGBTQI plus community. Um, I get a lot of questions about this. I have a lot of questions about it and, um, Rory and Sophie are going to be helping me answer some of those questions today. Um, so, Carly, you're welcome to stay if you want to, but if you want to hop off, you can as well. I don't mind.
1: I'm going to let you guys talk about this, um, and I'm going to hop off. My connection has actually not been very good oh, this whole okay. time.
2: So. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> yeah. But it was nice to meet you both. Thank you so much for coming on, and I will talk to you guys later.
2: Woo-hoo. Nice meeting you, Carly.
1: <laughs> Bye, guys.
0: Bye. So, Um, Rory, (laughs) (laughs) okay, I'm sorry, Rory, um, did you want to share, so, okay, we'll just, let. okay, I need backup, I'm sorry, I'm a little scatterbrained lately, um, so I asked Rory to come on the podcast to talk about this, and he sent me a, um, thing that he wrote, um, And it was really beautiful. I just, can we just start before we get into that, Rory? Can we just um, say, like, what, I don't know, what is your background in this, I guess? Or I don't know how to say, like, if you can tell a little bit of your story, um, I guess it's all explained in the letter thing you wrote.
2: Yeah, but I've been involved in the LGBT community since I was about maybe 15. Mm-hmm. I joined my high school's um, Gender Sexuality Alliance, my our school's GSA, and I've been in the community for, what it, for five years now, mm-hmm. I've been out, so it's definitely become a big part of my life, and I'm also involved in my university's um, GSA as well, because we're trying to expand a little bit and kind
0: of make ourselves a little bit more known. Yeah. And I know that Sophie was also in that GSA and I was in it as well. Um I I would just like to say out there that I don't know if you guys agree, but um I love being part of this community, even though I'm not part of the community if that makes sense, you know. Um but like Rory, um we went to the Pride Parade in Philly and that was one of the best experiences of my life. I think that um just being a support, I guess, for people like that, I don't know how to explain it, but um
2: You're an ally.
0: Yes. Okay, thank you. I am an ally with the LGBTQIA community. Um, yeah, and I'm straight and I went to GSA and it was really awesome and I learned a lot there. Um, you know, and I've said it before on my podcast that I was raised in a very conservative um Mormon household. Um so that was something that wasn't really largely um I guess accepted nor talked about, so it was nice to have that um, you know, in high school to go to and to learn from. Um Rory, but you can read that if you want to. <laughs>
2: okay. I'll, if you're comfortable, I'll start reading. you don't have to. <laughs> I'm very i I'm, I'm very comfortable about who I am and telling my story because I hope it helps inspire others.
0: It will and it does 100% inspires me. You got one.
2: <laughs> so, I never really thought about who I was until high school. Like I always thought, oh, like I'm just a girl and like all day boys because that was the norm. Um, and it wasn't until high school until I started meeting some other people like I started expanding my friend group And the friends I became friends with were in the Gender Sexuality Alliance, and I would talk to them about how they found out, about how they identified, and who they were. And and as I continued to go through GSA, I learned more about myself, and I came out as gay, which um, being a female at the time, I was a lesbian. But as I continued to go through high school, I started talking to people about how I didn't feel right in my skin, and i didn't like my chest i didn't like certain aspects about who I was um, and it actually wasn't until my first girlfriend where she bought me my first binder, and I was so happy to just see my my chest flatten just that little bit with the binder, and she started helping me go through like, different genders, and seeing how I identified. I originally started out thinking I was demigender, which was I feel a little bit male, but I still identify as more female. But that just didn't really fit right, so I finally came to terms with being transgender. Um, But being transgender is another totally different story because you change my identity pretty much and you finally be who you want to be because I didn't always feel comfortable with my birth name so as I started to figure out who I was and figure out I was transgender I just went by R for the longest time because I couldn't find a name that fit me correctly mm-hmm. and after endless endless google searches I finally found Rory and I talked to all my friends and I was like I think Rory fits perfectly because I wanted to keep my initials that my mom gave me. So I was able to stick with RRW. And just by going by my proper name and proper pronouns, it felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. It was almost a freeing moment. Um, telling my family was a different story. My mom is still struggling to this day with coming to terms with it about who I am. Um, But I do have other family members that help support me because they are more understanding of it and they kind of have a more grip about it. Um, My mom raised me so it's understandable that she's taking a little bit longer to come to terms with it. Um, And by telling my story, I want to inspire uh, other young LGBTQIA people. And if the only really thing I have to say about it is, is if somebody tells you their preferred pronouns, just do it. Don't say anything. Don't question it. It's, it it's going to make them happy to know that you are just trying to understand who they are. And by doing that, you're helping them feel loved and more respected. But you also got to remember that it's not always a choice. It's just who they are. Being gay is not a choice, it's just who you love. Mm -hmm. And um, if it's hard to understand, if it's hard to understand and try to grip that, then that person shouldn't be in your life because they're not doing everything they can to make you feel happy and loved and respected because you want to surround yourself with positive, supported people because I've, it's taken me a long time to do that, but I finally have a group of friends and family that support me for who I am. And by just having them, it, it helped me get through my day because I know they have my back through anything. Um, but in, in reality, it's once you find who you are, it's really worth it because it, it feels like a weight's been lifted off your shoulder.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, like, you feel so much more free.
0: Yeah. And I think that one thing that um, you've taught me a lot, because I didn't, I, I mean, I knew you before you came out as transgender, but I'm thinking about it. I only knew you for a year. I didn't know you for that long, you know. But it was really um, confusing, I guess, for me because I didn't understand it. Um, but like you were saying, um, it's okay to not understand it as long as you're being respectful and understanding, you know, like understanding of who they are and what they they want, you know. Um, and I think that um, it's the accepting part as well, you know, is... Um, that's who you are, and you should love that person no matter what, you know, like, I I didn't ever, um, I've never thought of you differently, you know, except you're, you're my brother, not my sister now, you know what I mean, but I've never thought of you any differently, you know, it's not like you, I don't know, it's the same thing where, like, people who, um, are gay. I've seen this a lot where you, if you don't know somebody's gay and you treat them some way, and then after they tell you that you treat them differently, you know what I mean? Which I think is wrong. I don't know if that made any sense, but um, you've taught me a lot about opening um, your, your like open mindedness, you know, and trying to um, understand what is happening um, while you're accepting it. And that's why I like asking you questions about it is because um, I want to know, you know what I mean? Like I want to know and be more empathetic with you and what is going on. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. So that's why one of my biggest quotes that I live by is I rather you ask than assume Yeah. because I'm very open about who I am and I'm okay answering all those weird little questions. Even if it's about like top surgery, testosterone, bottom surgery, you can ask me anything and Mm -hmm. I will try to give you the best knowledge that I can, but I will also help you find more research and Mm -hmm. help you understand a little bit more because it's something that I'm passionate about Mm -hmm. and I want other people to try to understand my point of view and understand
0: where I've come from yeah um so I I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the challenges that can come with being part of the LGBTQI community um there are obviously lots of challenges that come with it just being um openly gay or transgender you know or whatever the case may be but I didn't know if you guys were comfortable talking about the struggles that can come with that or along with that but um, I, I'm interested to talk about that. I think that's important for people to hear. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, so I think that it's so hard because a lot of it depends on demographics, where you live, um how your parents were raised how you were raised i know a lot of people struggle with just that accepting themselves you know and rory and i were were lucky enough to grow up in a rather liberal area that was was relatively accepting and even if our parents weren't fully on board i mean they weren't going to kick us out um Mm -hmm. i know kids who have been threatened to be kicked out um currently i can't name them but um currently in touch with someone who was terrified that they were going to be kicked out because of how their parents treated them. And I mean, I think that's, you know, that's the extreme. But then you have little things like, you know, I think the after I came, I came out my freshman year of high school. So it's been over four years, almost five years now. And, um, you know, it's just that being scared to even hold your partner's hand in the hallway that is is truly truly terrifying because you don't know how people are going to react to it um all the way to you know i've been in the middle of a soccer game when it's getting a little rough and i had cut my hair at the time and somebody you know used slurs against me because of how i presented myself and i think that you know the all everything ranges on a scale but i think that every hardship pertaining to gender and sexuality is equally as hard just because it really does affect you because it's not like someone's criticizing what you're wearing you can't change it Mm -hmm. and I think that that is why it hurts so much it's like if somebody criticized your eye color it's like okay well I can't really change that though so how it's like you can't it you just there's things that you know you should and shouldn't bring up and Mm -hmm. I think that If you're going to be negative, there's no reason to talk on it because it, it really and you don't know what other people are going through, especially with that. I mean, they could still be I think it took me years to fully come to terms with my sexuality with myself. And even so, you know, I go to a small Catholic college and I still get anxious to wear like anything that doesn't look remotely feminine or you know, I I get nervous because I don't know what the judgments are going to be. I hide my tattoos and I hide the things that may not present me as completely, you know, straight or, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, I make myself look straight Mm -hmm. um, at times. I think that that is is a big component as well.
0: Yeah. And I mean, this is um, one thing that I remember telling Rory about it when it happened and I remember, oh my gosh, I just... I told him I was like I feel so bad for people just being so unaccepting. I know that um a few years ago I went to a concert with my friend, a Katie Perry and Kiss the Girl came on and we kissed and I posted it on my Snapchat story and the amount of like hate that came from that, you know, and like backlash and people were like you're going to hell and all this stuff <laughs> and it's like and that's like just a small percent of, you know, your life and like you were saying it's not a choice, you know, like you were born this way and this is just who you love and it's not hurting anybody so why is it such a problem you know for people like why do people get so angry about something that's not hurting them it's just you know you being yourself and loving who you love you know
3: q born this
0: way by
2: lady gaga (laughs) i mean i still get nervous going out and holding David's hand Mm -hmm. because that's just, I feel like that's just the world we live in is just currently with, I hate to bring politics into this, but with our current president, it's just so much more scary because I feel like because he was elected president, there are so many people out there that don't agree with the LGBT community. And even though like, yes, I am a five foot, 10 man and I do look huge and I can lift a lot of weight. I'm still, it's still scary because you don't want to hear that hate because you're just living your life to the fullest and you're loving who you want to love. Yeah. And people have so many problems with that, but I don't go out there and I don't criticize straight relationships. Yeah. I don't criticize People going outside and a girlfriend holding her hand with her boyfriend. Yeah. Because that's the quote unquote norm. But I think my, I think the point I'm just trying to say is that it's it's scary, but we can't change who we are.
0: Yeah.
2: And that's the thing. It's like sometimes people do wish they could not be gay, but that's the thing. It's just who we are. Mm-hmm. And we can't really change it about ourselves. Do we really have to more come to terms with it and be able to take the hate and just throw it in the trash?
1: Yeah. Because
2: when we just take the hate and put it somewhere else, like we don't, we shouldn't have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And it's just a whole thing of, um, sorry, I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to, trying to get like a little mojo going.
0: you okay. Um,
2: It's more of just, like, just be who you are. And mm-hmm. it's going to be scary to be who you are, but once you fully come to terms with yourself, you you feel free and yeah. you feel more at peace with yourself because you're not fighting with yourself on this is who I am.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit. Because this is something that I have a hard time wrapping my head around that Rory has helped me a lot with. Um, I wanted to talk about um, non binary and gender fluid. Um, I just have to tell this story because this is like a horrible thing that I did to Rory. Because, um, like he was saying in his story, um, he was, um, I don't, you were trying to figure out who you were and what felt right. Um, and through that process, um, you had, it was, like, a very short time that you were going by they, them pronouns, but I remember I just told you, I, like, I think pretty much straight up, I said, I refuse to call you they, them pronouns. <laughs> I said, you have to choose one, and I remember telling you that, I'm sorry, I am, I'm sure that if you stuck with it, I would have come to terms, but I feel so bad about that, um, but yes, I have from, you know, that time, probably like three or four years ago, um, learned how, like a little bit more about it and why it is important to respect those pronouns. Um, but I don't know. Can you guys like explain a little bit on what non-binary is and then what gender fluid is as well?
3: Yeah, I can start on that. So basically, so... An easy way to explain it in terms of how the scientific community and the majority of the LGBT community understands it is that there's, there's three genders. So there's male that incorporates anyone who's trans as well. Like there's like I'm fully to the male side. Mm-hmm. There's female. Mm-hmm. and then there's like this non binary which is kind of like this middle um that sort of floats and and when you think about it in terms of science like it it is because it's not sex because sex is physical Mm gender is more in your head um there actually isn't any scientific proof that non-binary exists there is proof that being transgender exists Mm -hmm. so like rory's brain is literally a male brain like certain cortexes are larger than others and fit more like a male brain but there isn't a lot of science on the non-binary side but again you can't really tell someone they're not like Like, you can't tell someone how they feel so it's there's like these three different genders And this non-binary is sort of like this middle group, like this non-conforming sort of like, I just float. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not male, it's not female. It just kind of, it's non-binary. It's just another gender. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just something different. And gender fluid non-binary is kind of like an umbrella term um like rory mentioned demigender uh earlier that falls under the non-binary umbrella gender fluid does gender fluid is feeling like your gender changes so it could be day to day month to month Mm -hmm. um every couple days it just it constantly you feel fluid like Mm -hmm. one day you might feel masculine like a boy the next you might feel like a girl and the next you might just kind of float in the middle i know a lot of gender fluid people that just kind of float in that middle and every once in a while they tend to cater towards the one side um if they're with their family or not, um, it's kind of like code switching mm-hmm. in language. Um, but I think that the other thing that's important to mention with that is that there's gender, there's sex, and then there's also gender expression. So it's like the gender bred man is this <laughs> concept. And, um, this idea of gender expression is actually what I struggled with for a while. So I came out as trans a few times and I was never actually trans I may have floated in that I mean I still believe that I float in that non-binary category but you know it's it was more about, about me trying to figure out my gender expression and feeling totally comfortable expressing myself as a female who dresses masculine mm-hmm. and so I think that that too is important to take into account that a lot of people um who struggle actually ended up either coming out as transgender non-binary or they just you know, kind of find their middle ground, and they just, you need to realize that there is a difference, mm-hmm. so that you know, you know, you can kind of figure it out, but um, gender fluid is sort of, it, it. it is a non-binary gender, as well as what Rory said, demigender, um, there's agender, which is like having no gender, but that is sort of the idea behind non-binary, mm-hmm. um, as well, so it kind of is like picking uh, again it's like saying I'm queer versus I'm gay It's mm-hmm. just like getting a little more
0: specific Yeah and I know that I shared a specific video I don't know if you you might have seen it on Snapchat The love don't judge thing um, And there was this guy Or someone who was um, gender fluid um, And I was asking Rory about it I was like I don't get it Like isn't this just non-binary Because some days like you were saying He would wake up and he wanted to wear a wig And you know put his makeup on her that day, her makeup, you know, and things like that. And um, so each day his wife would um, wake up and say, you know, are are you going by uh, she, her pronouns or he, him today, you know? Um, and so that's what I was asking Rory about. Cause I honestly, I thought that it was all, you know, the same as like, like you were saying, but it does make that you explain it really well about how it's an umbrella. And that there's different categories that fall under it. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that. (laughs) I think that is a really good explanation for it. Um, Yeah, and I think that um, non-binary is the hardest thing, I guess, for me to wrap my head around. Because um, like you were saying, there is so much um, proof and evidence behind why... um, transgender is, you know, scientifically correct. You know what I mean? That there, there's different cortexes in the brain and that they're, you know, like me in my body, my brain and my genitals match you know and that's not the way it is in someone who is transgender um but yeah so I think that that's why it gets so confusing to me is that I I can't see the logic behind it you know but in that same sense you still need to respect it because like you said you can't change how someone's feeling or who they are you know because that is their life you know and what they need is to be called the you know gender Rude. I
2: actually, um, I was actually on Snapchat the other day and I saw this really cool article from Pink News. And it was about a model who I actually follow on Instagram. And they actually are bigender, which is they identify with both male and female. But on certain days, they kind of feel more female one day or more male one day. And that's also kind of under the umbrella term of non-binary because you're experiencing both genders and it's interesting to kind of see how one day they can be more male and they look like a completely different person but also be female and be able to dress more feminine and wear a dress but also be able to have their short hair and it's just it's cool to see that they're starting people who are identifying under the non-binary umbrella are actually starting to get more recognized because it's all about trying to understand what goes on in the community and understand that there is non-binary but there are all these terms that fall underneath of it and just trying to kind of understand just a little bit of what it's like to kind of be in their shoes and Mm -hmm kind of feel different about who they are every day
0: yeah um so Rory I guess I have a question for you and I'm sure that Sophie can relate to this as well um how do you handle like when you come to visit me for example how do you handle like my mom or people who um who are like that I guess who just don't understand and kind of um I don't know how to explain it. Also, I'd just like to mention before, my dad is the cutest of me. (laughs) Every time Rory, he would be like, "Uh, Becca, no, no, Rory, Rory. (laughs) It was like the sweetest
1: thing. I love your dad. I know,
0: it was so sweet. And I always tell my mom, like I said, um, every time you come, I'm always like, mom, okay, is he, him, pronounced as Rory? And she's like, I don't need to call her that, you know, and she always does that because she doesn't understand it but how do you um handle it because you handle it so well and I've seen a lot like of people who get um extremely frustrated I guess um when people don't call them by their preferred gender um pronouns or you know um do the kind of stuff that my mom does not to throw under the bus you know she has her own beliefs and she can you know think and act however she wants um she's a lovely human either way but um People who uh treat you like that, you know what I mean? Or don't really understand it and refuse to respect it, I guess.
2: I mean, I'm just gonna say first of all, I love your mom very much. I love my mom and too. <laughs> and that's the thing is like you said, everybody has their own beliefs and has their own idea of how it should be. And that's the thing is I come I'm very compassionate about it because I, I understand that everybody has their own beliefs and everybody thinks different things. So that's why when I'm with your mom, I always try to talk to her about like, okay, well, why do you see it that way? Mm-hmm. And I try to understand her perspective because understanding other people's perspective and matching it with mine kind of makes me think about the world around me and thinks about how people or why people call me different pronouns and call me by my dead name because Mm -hmm. they just don't fully understand it. And that's really okay because that's really my job. What I'm trying to do is teach people Mm -hmm. about the LGBT community and understanding, okay, well, you don't see it that way, but here's another way you can look at it and see it from a different perspective because sometimes bringing in multiple perspectives can actually make an idea a better idea.
0: Yeah.
2: And understanding those different perspectives can actually like almost improve a person. Yeah. And that's why when I talk to your mom, I always like, I always tell her that she can ask me any questions because even though she doesn't totally understand my beliefs and who I am, I still like to teach her about the community and teach her why I'm going through this because mm-hmm. it's just more of understanding and trying to understand the ideas that are coming around the world and trying to put them in your own life, trying to like trying to make them part of your beliefs too.
0: Yeah. Um, I have two things from what you said. Do you want to explain what a dead name is as well?
2: So, you can call it first name, you can call it dead name. Hang on.
3: I can, uh, (laughs) explain dead name, if that helps. (laughs)
2: Uh,
3: So, a dead name is, like, um... So, like, if you come out and you decide you want to change your name, not everybody does. Um, and especially if you have a gender-neutral name to begin with, a lot of people won't. Um, or if their parents are really dead set on them having the name that, like, that they were given, either because it's a family name or for whatever reason. Um, but you, that can becomes your dead name if you choose another name. Mm-hmm. So, um, and t- typically it's not considered like politically correct to out like to to say someone's dead name or to even ask about it just because um usually that name's associated with you know that pre-transition so Mm -hmm. um and usually changing your name and pronouns is like the first step if you're coming out as trans or non-binary um if you choose to do that and so that's sort of why you you know you take those steps you take those measures and so that's why it's called like that name because it's just you're not using it anymore and um you're just you've moved on so that's what a dead name is that's what rory mentioned
0: so a dead name would be like if i had come out sorry if i had come out as transgender and changed my name to jake madison would be my dead name right yes okay yeah so um what else was i gonna say oh Um, Rory posted something, I think, or he shared it with me, I don't know, that said, um, you know, being part of the LGBTQIA community is so hard, nobody does it by choice, you know, because people, that's, like, the biggest thing is, like, well, you choose to be gay, you know, God wouldn't make people who are gay, which is very much incorrect, but, um, I really love that because it is so true, I mean, you see, like, what happened, I think, wasn't it in Orlando, the club that got, um, shot up and stuff you know um you don't why would yeah the nightclub um you wouldn't choose to you know um you know potentially put your life in danger like this you know um so yes absolutely it is not a choice and I think that's the biggest thing that people need to understand is um this is who you are uh and not and this is who you love and who you've accepted you know like I don't know how to explain it, but, um, but I think that's the biggest point, And I think help for people who, um, have a hard time with it is just respect it at least, you know? Um, and if you don't understand it, like me, some things that I don't understand, it's okay to ask questions and to learn more about it. You know what I mean? Like, like Rory was saying, I'd rather you ask questions than assume, you know, um, what's going on. So, um, it's so important to ask those questions and to seek out answers because there's nothing wrong with it, you know? And it, um, yeah, so I don't know. Did you guys have anything else that you wanted to share about this topic or um, anything like that?
2: Um, I think the one thing that I would like to say is for young LGBTQ IA listeners who decide to listen to your podcast is just be who you are just be who you are and I know it's going to be hard and it's going to take a long time to come to terms and to accept yourself because the first step of being who you are is you need to accept yourself for who you are and I think that's the thing that took me the longest was I coming to terms with being transgender because I know when I found out I was scared because I didn't want to disappoint my family. I didn't want to disappoint the people around me. And I've I've had to make some hard choices and one of those choices was putting off my transition to continue my hockey career. And that's the one thing I make known to my teammates is I'm I'm here for a reason mm-hmm. and even though I do tell my teammates, like, yeah, I go by Rory and I go by he, him pronouns. And even though, like, the roster might say, like, my dead name, go by my preferred name. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm here for a reason and I'm here to play. And I'm taking – I'm doing something that's putting off a very important part of my life to play the sport I love. Yeah. And I always make sure to tell my teammates so they can – try to put in perspective and understand the sacrifice that I make to just be able to play. Yeah. And I feel like that's, some, that's something that I've talked to other trans males who are transitioning, and they've told me, you're, you're stupid for doing that. Just mm-hmm. transition. You'll be happy. And I'm like, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Hockey was the first thing I fell in love with. Mm-hmm. And I, I love myself second. Hockey has always been my number one. It's always been my escape. Yeah. So if I can go to my escape and be happy and be happy with who I am without transitioning, then I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with putting off something so important to do something I love. Yeah.
0: Well, I love. Um, oh, sorry. Go
3: ahead. You know, well, just real quick. Sorry, Madison. Okay, um, okay. I think it's important. too for. If you do have any lgbt or young lgbt listeners to you know that like it does get better and like there are people that they can reach out to who've been through these hardships who you know understand and who are who are available for them to talk or to just you know just just for them to have lgbtq role models um and i think I don't know, I mean, I'm assuming if they're listening to this, they probably have social media, that's probably how they found out about it, but, um, you know, I think that it's, for me, it was about finding, like, one LGBT role model, and that just branched into so much more, and just recognizing that, like, there are people around you that support you, and that love you for you, even if it doesn't always seem prominent.
0: Yeah, and that's one thing that Rory brought up at the very beginning, you know, is that, um, surround yourself with people who are going to, um, love and accept you. And that's, you know, no matter what it doesn't, you know, no matter what your situation is, um, choose people who choose you. Um, and yeah, love and accept the people around you. And if they aren't going to do the same for you, um, cut them out, you know, and I know that that's really hard, especially, you know, like when you're young that you think like, I can't lose this person or whatever, but it's, definitely worth it for your mental health and in the end it doesn't really matter you know (laughs) like um it's better that they're gone so um yeah but I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast today I think that this is something that people really needed to hear um and it was a long one, which is good because I know that personally when I listen to podcasts, I listen to them all the time in my car while I'm doing stuff. So I think longer ones are better anyway. But I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. Um, yeah, but uh, stay safe out there um, and stay dopey.